Good morning, girls and boys. Um, you may have noticed that my hair has been out of control recently. Now, I'm sure many of you have faced the same issue. Um, hairdressers are closed. So I wonder how many of you have bought yourself one of these. Um, one of the unexpected delights of lockdown is that we are all having to be more inventive and suddenly across the land, uh, DIY, do-it-yourself haircuts are all the rage. Um, I, I Zoomed with one of you uh, earlier this week and, and, and you'd shaved your head entirely. Um, I have to say that's okay just about during lockdown, but uh, maybe not desirable as and when we're back at school. Anyway, these things are um, are powerful. Um, I didn't do mine myself. I entrusted my wife, who who watched a sh short YouTube video, and then said, "Right, I can do it," and um, and she did. I hope you like it. Um, there are, of course, many hairy characters in literature and uh, from antiquity. Uh, some of you may think of Hagrid, for example. Um, the best example uh, from, uh, from antiquity that I can think of is Samson, uh, whose story you can read in the book of Judges in the Old Testament. Now, Samson's great strength came from God, but resided in his hair. And it's for this reason that he never cut it. Uh, uh, and that's until Delilah, a paid Philistine spy, uh, enticed and entrapped poor Samson and cut his hair while whilst he was sleeping in her lap, uh, upon which Samson lost all his strength. Um, and, and you'll know that in the, in the Sikh religion, men wear a turban to hold their hair, for they allow their hair to grow naturally uh, as a symbol of devotion to God and uh, as a kind of lack of worldliness. Uh, by contrast, Buddhist monks shave their heads uh, as part of their order of worship. Hair is, and it always has been, part of cultural identity. Uh, often, though, for males, having short hair is a sign that there is order and control, as in the army, uh, as in prison, uh, and, of course, at school. Um, for anyone of my generation, and I'm in my 50s, the greatest sin at school was to have long hair. I mean, anybody would think the world was going to end. If my hair grew slightly, even slightly long, um, teachers would bark, Holloway, away! Get that hair off your collar! And indeed, a short back and sides was the prevailing um, style. And there was a kind of bullying that went on, where even other, other boys would say, Ooh, you, you look like a girl. Um, ridiculous, really. But um, that was the prevailing culture. Uh, so my teachers may have exploded on sight if hair was long, and uh, punishments were certainly extreme. But sometimes it's not a school that has a rule, but a whole country. Now, famously, in the 1960s, and this was to really counter the, the hippie culture, the supposed uh, declining moral standards around the world, there was a Singapore government policy forbidding any male to have long hair. And uh, the Singapore police were pretty, pretty rough with you. You were fine, but you could also be dragged off the street to have your hair forcefully cut short. But uh, where did all this long hair in the 1960s come from? Well, after the end of World War II, uh, there was a great deal of celebration. And a consequence of that celebration is that in the years 1946, 47, 
Well, these were bumper years for babies. Everyone had babies. Uh, they're sometimes called baby boomers. But these, um, these children, born in 46, 47, they grew up with parents who every day would say, during the war, or when I was young, during the war, or when, um, and, uh, and of course the fathers had short hair. Um, uh, many of them actually proudly used their army issue razor. Well, by the time these children became 15, that would have taken them into 1961, 62, um, they were a bit fed up with their parents. And, uh, and, and Growing their hair was perhaps the easiest way to rebel against parents. Today, some of you, I, you know, rebel otherwise, and uh, um, we, we've had our, our um, interactions, shall we say. Uh, I, I've, we've certainly had blue hair and green hair, uh, and, and certainly in my time as a head, I, I've sent a few of you home and told you to, um, to wash the pink or some other awful colour uh, out before returning to school, and probably most heads have. It's a, it's a way I recognise for, for young people to express themselves. Um, it is a bit tiresome, and uh, I prefer you didn't do it. Um, there is, of course, interestingly, uh, a thing today about young people dyeing their hair grey. And that is an interesting cultural phenomenon, for grey hair has often been seen as something to avoid, to lament. Um, but again, some kind of... Uh, in, inversion of that is now perhaps seen by some as something to to celebrate. It's a fascinating topic, hair. Uh, and of course there's a huge industry out there that tries to get you to spend your money on hair products. Buy this shampoo, use this conditioner, um, here's this natural hair dye and so on. It, it's a multi-billion dollar business. Think how many shampoo adverts you have seen. But if you go back in history, um, Boots the chemist didn't exist, and you didn't just pop out to buy yourself conditioner. In fact, in, in times gone by, people didn't wash their hair with shampoo at all. And you might think, ugh. But in fact, there are people today that don't wash their hair. Um, I once had a very good university friend. Her name was Alice, and she'd gone years and years and years without ever washing her hair. Uh, and I know others today who, who do the same. And they claim that the practice of spending money on shampoo and conditioner is, is really unnecessary. The idea of quitting shampoo is really quite simple. You just stop. Um, there is, though, this sort of adaptation period. And it can take a week. It can take up to a month to adjust. And it is pretty horrible at this, this moment because your hair is oily and greasy and, and it smells bad. And it's why most people give up. But um, it is claimed that if you, if you can wait out this adaptation period, then your hair adjusts and you'll reach the point when you just need to rinse it with water every day um, just to keep it looking nice. Anyway, it's fascinating. Hair is fascinating. If any of you want to come up to me and talk to me about hair, I'll be there. Um, and I, I'd go so far as to say that a history of hair is a history of people, of society and, and of culture. Have a good day, everyone.